Acts chapter 2. Um, Acts chapter 2. This is a moment of Pentecost. And it's what we would call an amazing moment in Scripture. You're going to see that word a couple times. And I want to even call to attention, you know, a moment in my own life that I would have considered amazing back when I was 13 years old. Um, I don't know if you remember seeing Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park, but there's a moment in Jurassic Park where the first dinosaur hits the screen. I remember literally, I remember being in the movie theater. I remember where I was sitting in the theater. Uh, I, my mom let me go to this, the movie. I think my mom was even there. But that brontosaurus hits the scene, the music's playing, and you could hear a collective gasp in the theater because no one had seen special effects like this ever before. It was like you were able to see what a real dinosaur would have looked like. It was, it was, it was a, an amazing moment, right? Clearly, it's stuck with me. I'm very passionate about it, right? But think about the last time you experienced something that you would call amazing. Some of you, when you talk about Hamilton, right, that production has like changed your life and you would consider it to be amazing. Some of you have have experienced a meal, right, that was just, it was just mind-blowing. Maybe you went to the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls or to some physical place and it was literally breathtaking, Maybe it was worship. Maybe it was a moment at church. Maybe it was you getting baptized. And it just was a, it was a, it's a moment that you will never forget. Right? We, we love amazing moments. And we need those moments. And that's what we find ourselves in, in, in Acts chapter 2. And this is what I want to read. Uh, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. This is the disciples. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house uh, where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Acts chapter 2, verse 5. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed. Utterly amazed. They asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Verse 12, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Amazed and also perplexed. God, as we get further into the scriptures this morning, I'm asking that you'd be with us. I'm asking that you would amaze us today in the days to come. God, in seasons of our life and in moments of our life, let the power of the Spirit amaze us. Amen.
we read in the scriptures about literally the, the, the Holy Spirit moving on the inside of people for the first time, what we call the indwelling of the Spirit. And it was like the sound of a mighty wind rushing right into the room. And the, the, the scriptures say that the, the Jews that were gathered, they were bewildered. They were amazed. They were utterly amazed, the Bible says. And then we get to uh, verse 12, and I think this is really important. This is what God has been speaking and ministering to me about. It's the connection between being amazed and being perplexed. These were God-fearing Jews that were gathering to worship. Uh, they, They were gathering from every nation under heaven. They were there to worship God. Right? They know the songs. They know the Old Testament. They know what's going on. They're God-fearing Jews. They're, they, and they find themselves amazed, and they also find themselves perplexed. They're confused as to what God is doing. They don't understand what is happening as it pertains to the Holy Spirit. In fact, what we'll find is they're going to hear the gospel for the first time and thousands of people are going to get baptized. But prior to that moment, there was an amazement at what God is doing, but also in tandem with it, there's a confusion. They're perplexed. They don't fully grasp what God is up to. And I felt like God was ministering to me even this past week about the connection between being amazed and being confused. Being amazed and being, like the Bible says, perplexed. If we never make room for God to confuse us, it's rare that we'll ever make room for God to amaze us. I'm going to say this one more time. If your faith, if your relationship with God doesn't have room for God to confuse you, then there probably will never be room for God to amaze you. In other words, the God that we serve, that we read about in the New Testament, that you read about in the Old Testament, it's important that you and I remember that He is not like us. He is not human. He does not have a brain that functions like our brains do. That doesn't mean that God isn't logical. It doesn't mean that God, that there isn't a, a, you know, a means for us to understand the mind of Christ. But even in that, if the God that we serve is a God that we always understand, that we're always able to predict, that we're always able to fully fathom and parcel out and and to understand in terms of logic, then we will never experience God's power moving through us and in us in a way that is amazing, where you're shocked and you're awed as to what God is doing and who God is. Is if there's never room in your faith for God to confuse you, there's probably not going to be room in your faith for God to amaze you. And I want you to hear me this morning. I want us to know God. I want us to grow in faith and relationship with God, to know His Son, Jesus, that our mind and thought would would be more like Christ, that our actions and behaviors would be more like Christ, that our heart would worship, all the things. 
But it's also worth noting and being reminded that the God that we serve is infinitely bigger and greater than we can ever comprehend. And that means that there are going to be so many moments in my life where the power of the Spirit is at work in ways that I don't see and in ways that I don't understand. But I am committed to the kind of relationship with God where I can be amazed and perplexed at the exact same time. Now, I missed last week. Amy Hubbard preached masterfully last week. And, you know, I was, I was out of town. I preached in Augusta at our Every Nation Church in focus there. Um, and I had my bag packed and I got home from my trip and <laughs> I did what everybody does, right? I leave my bag on the floor in my bedroom do I unpack it? Of course not. Why would I, why would I do such a thing? I'm going to wait until I need those clothes, in which case I will then remove them from the bag, and I will wait for that bag to have everything eventually removed, and then I will put that bag where it actually belongs. <laughs> to the frustration of my amazing wife, Amy, it's rare that I unpack everything, I prefer to wait until I need it and then I pull it out. And I felt again like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me even in my own bedroom about how, how parallel this is to, to some of our faith in Jesus and that we have this nice little cute bag and we put Jesus in it and it's, it, it, we zip it up and then we, we leave it where it's convenient for access and then when we need him in such a way, we unzip it, we take him out and we use it and then we put it back or we put it on the shelf, right? It's this relationship at times where rather than it being an all-consuming, bigger-than-life relationship, it's something that, that, that is safe. It's something that's contained. It's something that, that's logical and always makes sense and just has its own little appropriate place. And God is bigger than that. God is amazing. And one of the reasons we don't find ourselves amazed anymore by Jesus is because we have put him in a place where he is contained. And Jesus Christ cannot be contained. He is going to move in ways that are bewildering, that are perplexing, that are confusing. And if you will allow for that, you will find yourself amazed once again, by the power of God at work in your life. Amen? And everybody online said, Amen. You can type it or you can write it in the comments. I want to share this story with you because I think it's helpful. It's one thing to talk about you know, the, the, the truth of this statement, it's another when you hear how it plays out. Amy and I, when we first got married, um, we, were, we were preparing to plant a church in Greenville, South Carolina, and we were going to do so with some of our best friends. And we had the plan put together. We had the name of the church put together. We had the vision. We, were, we had already even begun raising money for it. 
Um, and then we went to an assessment center for churches and church planters. And our church plan, the dream that was in our heart, was completely torn asunder. And we obviously didn't move to Greenville, South Carolina uh, with our best friends to plant a church. Our friends went ahead and left, and they, they went ahead and moved, and they moved without us. It was a very hard time. If you've ever had plans that you were just dead set on, and then those plans get changed, it's very hard uh, just emotionally. It's hard on your relationship with God because you don't know what God is doing. You're confused. Or, as the scripture uses, you're perplexed. You just don't understand what God's up to. And then we got a phone call inviting us to move to Orlando, Florida in 2007 and, and, and to be associate pastors and to really learn the ropes of planting churches and, 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 and just come alongside. And we were going to be there for about six months. And so we moved and six months ended up turning into six years and we learned what it means to pastor people and learned how to preach and there was pain in our hearts that we didn't even know existed and God used that season a long season to draw some things out to bring strength back to uh, our souls to bring strength to our marriage to bring strength to our pastoring in ways that we didn't even know we needed. And we had moments, you know, where we were able to look back and say, oh my goodness, God, thank you for what you did. This is, am this is an amazing moment that we're in now. But in the moment over here, we were confused and perplexed as to what you were doing. Yet, God, look at how amazing your plan is, your power is, your strength is. But in the moment, I didn't see it. I didn't understand. What, what, what turned into six years in Orlando then turned into us moving here to Kennesaw to plant High Point Church here. And, and some friends, Jasmine and Kellen, uh, who are watching right now, they were with us in Orlando. We've known them now a long time. How could God have done this? How could God in his foresight, how could these pieces have come together in such a fashion? It's amazing to see what God does. The shock and awe factor, the power at hand, yet in the moment many times we are confused. But this is what it looks like to walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament, they were confused as to why they couldn't have a baby. And yet, finally, breakthrough happens and we see the amazing power of God at hand. Gideon doesn't understand why he's supposed to go to battle with so few men, but the glory belongs to the Lord and God used him in a way that was amazing. We have Noah who doesn't understand why he's supposed to build an ark and people don't, it doesn't make sense that he would be spending so much time building this boat, and yet God uses it to save a generation of people. You have Samson, you have Samuel, David, Peter, 
Esther, Moses, Elijah, and Elisha, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Mary and Martha at the tomb, Ruth, and Jesus. The very resurrection itself of Christ. He died on a cross and the disciples, his followers were left what? Confused until three days later when the power of God shone in such a way. And what was it? It was amazing to behold. God's salvation came. And salvation as we know it, the power of the Holy Spirit to make you new from the inside out. Oh, faith in God can be confusing. But here's what I know. When I'm confused and when I'm having to hold on to God tighter than ever before, one thing's for sure. I should prepare myself also to be amazed. I think we can all say that 2020 is perplexing. <laughs> we, have, we are officially halfway through the year, and this has been one of the most confusing years for so many people. God, what are you up to? What are you doing? We don't always know. And as your pastor, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know the mind of Christ and all that he's doing in this moment. I don't. But here's what I do know. I know that he is good I know that he is faithful and I know that he has plans that are greater and bigger than mine. He is also a God that is in control. He isn't surprised. He isn't knocked off balance. He isn't somehow shaking in his boots in heaven. There is nothing that he cannot do because he is a God of the impossible. So if I find myself, which I do in 2020, scratching my head, trying to understand what God is up to, this is a clue for me because I see it in the Bible and I've seen it in my own life to strap in, buckle up because what might be perplexing will soon by faith turn into the amazing provision and providence of God at work and being at hand. Let me say that one more time. If you're confused or perplexed as to what God is doing, get ready to experience the amazing power and grace of God at hand. Because what is perplexing more often than not, if you will just not give up, you will experience God's amazing power. You may not, you still may not understand fully what God was doing. You may not this side of heaven, but it doesn't change the fact that with our eyes and with our spirit and soul, we get to experience God in his amazing nature. That's my hope and that is my invitation to you. So let's get really practical today. As a church, if you're watching online um, from another state, you may, not, you may not understand fully what we're talking about here. We're a portable church. We still don't have any answers right now because the li life just continues to change as to when we will get to meet in person on a regular basis or what it looks like for a facility, what it looks like to rent a spot, what it looks like for budgets and all the things that go along with it. We don't have great answers. And as a pastor, you know what I find in this moment? I find myself perplexed. 
I find myself confused. God, what do you want in this moment? And you know what? I'm going to bear all with you in in this moment. Sometimes I I just don't know. And all I know to do is to cling to Jesus, to pray, to fast, to pray, to fast, to seek counsel, to pray, to fast, to get in the Bible, to get into the presence of God, to look for his presence even more than to look for his answers. I want him more than just what he can do for me. But I also know, and here's what I'm expecting, that if I find myself perplexed, that I should get ready to be amazed. I don't know what that looks like in the life of our church, but I am expecting God to move in amazing ways. I expect His power to be at work I expect more people to come to the saving grace of Jesus. I expect people to get baptized. I expect for some kind of building miracle of some sort, even if it's us returning to the school. I am in faith and in expectation that we will see the amazing hand of God at work in the life of our church. You may have something that you are perplexed by, and I want to invite you today to hang on to faith, to keep trusting God, to keep praying, to keep seeking Him, and wait for His amazing presence and provision to show itself in your life. Wait on the Lord. Wait on Him and see if He won't move in amazing ways. I know when life is confusing, uh, when it's perplexing, it's easy to grow discouraged, it's easy to grow weary, but here is the call to action today, and it's very simple. It's to renew your trust and faith in Jesus Christ today. The same God in the midst of the most confusing moment in history, Jesus died, and He died on a cross. And his followers were left confused and scattered. But God, this God, the God that we serve, is the God who brings life out of the ashes. He's a God who brings out of the darkness, he brings his marvelous light. The Bible says at Pentecost that the, 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 the people, the God-fearing Jews that were there, they, they were amazed and they were perplexed. And literally just a few verses later, they will be cut to the heart. They're going to respond to the gospel of Jesus, the good news of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And the Bible says that these people were from all different nations. And so literally, these men and women will respond to the gospel. They're going to get baptized. And then the gospel will spread literally to the nations in the snap of a finger. What was perplexing is now also amazing. Yes, tongues of fire descended on people, and it was amazing because people heard languages being spoken uh, in their own tongue. But what is also amazing is God's plan at work to spread the good news of His Son, Jesus. In this moment, He gets the word out in incredible fashion. Oh, it was, it was perplexing. But oh, was it also amazing. And in your own life right now, 
If God can do it then, He can do it now. If God can work and move that way then, He can move and work that way now. Are you perplexed? Are you confused? Take hope. He's a God that turns our situations around for His glory, for His kingdom, and He does it in a way that is absolutely amazing. We serve an amazing God, and my hope today is that you would put your trust and faith in Him and Him alone. Father, be with us in this moment. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that we can read about moments and identify with the struggle and the pain and the challenge of people who were trying to follow you. God, at times they're confused. At times they don't know what you're doing. And Father, we are no different. We don't know what you're up to. We don't always know what you're doing. But God, we thank you that you're a God that in the midst of confusion, in the midst of us being perplexed, you also amaze us. And Lord, right now, in 2020, right here in July, we're asking for you to amaze us, Lord. Amaze us by your grace and by your power. Amaze us. We put our trust and faith in you afresh today. Have your way, O oh God. Amen. We serve a God who is good and faithful and, yes, amazing. Also, a God that is so big that at times, many times, he's also confusing. He's perplexing. Let him be that and continue to trust him anyway so that you can stand and be amazed at how he moves in your life. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of High Point Online today, this morning. Uh, I can't wait for next week. Uh, with that, we have people standing by who are ready to pray with you and minister to you if you need it. Uh, go to highpointatl.church. And like I said, we have people standing by in real time. Can't wait to see you next week. 